Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Brooklyn Nets center LaMarcus Aldridge announced his retirement from the NBA on Thursday after playing through the Nets game against the Lakers on April 10th with an irregular heartbeat. So he actually does have a history of health concerns regarding his heart. He was diagnosed with a rare condition called Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome during his rookie season after he had dizziness and a rapid heartbeat during a game. So he released a statement on social media about his retirement. I'm going to read it. Today, I write this letter with a heavy heart. My last game, I played while dealing with an irregular heartbeat. Later on that night, my rhythm got even worse, which really worried me even more. The next morning, I told the team what was going on, and they were great getting me to the hospital and getting me checked out. Though I'm better now, what I felt with my heart that night was still one of the scariest things I've experienced. With that being said, I've made the difficult decision to retire from the NBA. For 15 years, I've put basketball first, and now it is time to put my health and family first. I'm thankful for everything this game has given me, the great memories, including all the ups and the downs, and the friendships I've made and I will keep and will keep with me forever. I thank Portland for drafting a skinny Texas kid and giving him a chance. The city of Portland has given me some unforgettable years. They will always remain in my heart. I want to thank the Spurs for letting me into the family and giving me five fun years. Last but not least, I want to thank Brooklyn. You wanted me for me. In a game that's changing so much, you asked me to come and just do what I do, which was good to hear. I'm sorry it didn't get to last long, and I've definitely had fun being a part of this special group. You never know when something will come to an end, so make sure you enjoy it every day. I can truly say I did just that. Oh my god, stop. I I get the goosebumps. <laughs> um Yeah, I think it's sad, but it's good for him that he like is putting himself first. I feel like a lot of the time, like professional athletes, I feel like the job is glamorized more than it should be. I feel like everyone's like, Oh, but like you're an athlete, you just get paid to do this, you get paid to do that to do that. When in reality, I feel like it's a much harder job than people think it is. And they're, like it really takes a toll on their bodies. And especially when it's a heart condition, it's scary. Because when there's something wrong with your heart, there have been so many players that just, you know, like collapse out of nowhere because of their heart and they didn't know. So, you know, he knows about it and he's aware of it. So I understand why he's doing it. I mean, obviously, it's sad to see him leave the league. But at the same time, it's good for him. I agree. And I think it's really commendable that he's putting his health first because it may seem like the quote-unquote obvious choice to make, but not always. Like, I've noticed, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, that a lot of men don't really listen to their bodies. They don't get regular checkups. They don't see their primary care physician as often as they should until it's like the last minute. And I don't know if it's on purpose I'm not really sure what the root of it is but it is a pattern like they'll wait until they literally have no choice but to see a doctor or to alert someone that something's wrong and he didn't waste any time with this decision and I think that's like my favorite part about this retirement he was just like oh no something's wrong like I need to step back yeah and even when he wrote he was like I enjoyed my years even I think even just how he like came across like you know, how he, like, announced it. But, yeah, it is commendable because, also, it is a scary thing to do. Like, basketball has been his whole life. 
like you know growing up and then high school and then he goes to college and then NBA like he was literally consumed by basketball so it obviously wasn't an easy decision but it was definitely the right one and I feel like um a lot of players might like and if you just use him as an example if they're ever going through something like this because I feel like a lot of the time athletes are kind of like training not to complain like if something hurts like oh yeah it hurts like I'm an athlete but in reality like no there's probably like there could be a bigger issue especially with athletes because they're taught that like everyone's like oh you're paid to do this you're paid to do that that's why the job is way harder than it appears I agree yeah um it can feel like a lot of pressure to be present for your team but you're only doing yourself a disservice if you're, you know, wearing your body down and not giving it the proper conditioning that it needs so that you can be of use to your team. But if you reach a point where you just feel like, okay, I have to choose me, then do that. You know, like why mm-hmm. wait until you're at your worst to yep. take action? He's only 35. And yeah, like you said, so his young. whole life has been basketball, but he is very, very young. Mm-hmm. Like he has so much more life to live. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Like, you have to think about your life after the sport, you know? So, like, he said his family. So, when he grows up and then eventually he'll probably have grandkids and he's going to want to live, like, a long, healthy life. Yeah. Which I think more players have to think about, like, life after their sport because some I, I think you see it more in football mm-hmm. with, like, the head injuries, which are so dangerous. But I feel like a lot of the time, like, athletes just put their body on the line because, you know, sports is very passionate you want your team to win and just the fans but in the long run it's just very dangerous so yeah he's 35 I'm really happy for him that because 35 is still young like you said like he has his whole life ahead of him so, but so yeah young. that's why yeah so young that's why I'm glad he's doing it now and realizing um but that's just scary having a heart condition as well like that's terrifying I, I can't imagine um but I want to go back to what you said, like, because I was thinking about that, too, about the football players. Like, you see it more with them. Like, didn't Andrew Luck retire because of it wasn't a heart condition, but just health in general? Like, yeah, because he was just getting hurt too much. Um, So he retired. And then when Rob Gronkowski retired for his year or two, maybe um, he retired because he was getting so many concussions yeah concussion after concussion he was like i have to retire and take a break and then he came back obviously um but it's scary like i feel like especially like because in football like your body's just being thrown around and all the like you know the cte the head trauma so it is terrifying and those like symptoms they don't really appear to like later on in life mm-hmm. but it's like rob Gronkowski literally said he would get concussion after concussion after concussion and the thrill, like, he would just play and play and play. Like, he's not the only player doing that. Um, It's very, like, tacked on your body playing a sport. Yeah, and I don't – I think it's more so the players because I don't believe that, you know, the the physical training team or the medics oh, yeah, on yeah, site yeah. would tell them. You know, like, they're always telling them. Like, oh, no, it's the players in their head, yeah. Yeah, it's them. They want to go out there and perform and – Exactly. If they say something's wrong, they'll know that exactly. they'll be benched or they can't go out and perform, yeah. and that can be kind of hurtful. Mm-hmm. And it's not – they don't really think about the physical pain. It's more like an emotional thing. Yeah. And it's like – in the moment, it's like adrenaline. Like, players love, 
you know, you played sport your whole life. Now you're out on a field, a court, wherever it may be. You know, fans are cheering for you. Like, they don't want to let the fans down. It's definitely, like, the players doing it. Um, A, a training staff or a thinking would never, ever. Like, I bet you if they knew, they would just, like, not let it happen. But I think a lot of players mask their injuries because they don't want to miss a game. They hide a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember reading about – I remember reading Kevin Love's open letter to the Players' Tribune when he opened yeah. up about his – um, difficulties with mental health and how he collapsed. I believe it was either halftime or after a game, but he had left the court and collapsed outside the locker room, like during a game. And he didn't tell anybody until after the fact. And I'm like, I, I'm glad that he opened up about it now. And I'm glad that LaMarcus is opening up about his heart condition. I'm glad that Andrew Luck was brave enough to just say like, Hey, this is enough. Like I'm not putting my body through anymore because I think it could set a really good example for other players. Like, Mm -hmm. please just listen to your body because if you don't, it'll cause more damage for you in the long run. Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's why I think hopefully people will use him as an example because it's always scary. Like it was probably scary for uh, Lamarcus Aldridge to do it too. But it always takes, like, that one person, yeah, you know, to kind of set it in place. Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like you see it a lot more in the NFL than the NBA, like, the retiring earlier recently. But I think NBA players, too, it's just, it's, it's just so hard on your body. Because even college athletes, they work their bodies like crazy as well uh-huh. to reach, like, the point of to play professional. And then they play professional and it's just a lot. Like, I could never imagine playing a sport. You know those tweets? I don't know if you've been seeing them, but I see them pretty often where people are like, take those vacations, take that PTO, take those half days. Because at the end of the day, like, you got to put yourself first and that job don't care about you. I think those tweets are so funny. And that's not to say that, like, their jobs don't care about them or whoever's job doesn't care about you, but you kind of do have to like prioritize yourself. And you see that with like um, Kyrie Irving. I'm not mad at him for taking these personal days. I see a lot of critics like having a lot to say about his personal days, but I don't, I don't see what the problem is. Maybe more people should take personal days. I see how it's an issue when it comes to like, fan attendance like some if I'm buying a ticket to a Nets game of course I want to see the stars um so that's where it can get controversial like I I would obviously be kind of like let down if I found out last minute like oh Kyrie took a personal day he's not going to be there but we are all human and I think that there's nothing wrong with taking some time to yourself it's not the same as like LaMarcus's um, condition with him like retiring because of his heart condition but it's kind of under that same umbrella of like you know take care of yourself because when you take care of yourself you can be better for your team yeah I agree with you because I feel like oftentimes like athletes are placed on like this pedestal of like you know like you can't get tired you can't do this like you have to do this yeah and it's just like no like that's not how life is like they should like like any job like 
sometimes you're going to feel overworked. You should be able to just take a break or take an off day. But I feel like that just doesn't happen in the world of sports. But Kyrie has been doing it, and I feel like people should do it more. (laughs) And he's only getting so much heat for it because he's, like, the only one doing it. Exactly. No one's ever done this before. I, like... But they don't do it. They just overwork themselves and don't do it. And Kyrie's like telling him no. So yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. They should definitely do it more. It's like any other job, but it's they're not treated like any other employees. I think it's like hard too. But yeah, they have a lot of expectations. Yeah, exactly. A lot of expectations, and then it's like when something goes wrong. It's all their fault, but then when something goes right, they're the most amazing people. It's hard. Mentally yeah. and physically. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what these personal days are for, but it's really... It's not really our business. Yeah. It's, also, it's a personal day. And also, sometimes people is, need personal days. Exactly. Also, we don't even know what's going on like behind the scenes in their life. Right. Like, just because they're a great athlete, like that does not mean they're living perfect lives. And I know like when I... When I used to work and I was going through something, I would show up at work, oh my gosh, like, not moody, like, I'm nice to everyone, but, like, just, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. Like, my mind was not there, like, it was wandering, like, I literally just didn't want to be there. And it's, like, obviously athletes have days like this, too, like, they're human. Yeah, exactly. But they're expected to go out there and perform for their fans and stuff, so it really is difficult. And that's not to say that anytime you're... Like, don't call out every other day just because you feel away. That's Don't, like, abuse that privilege. But there are times where you will just need time to yourself. Especially depending on the, like, field of work that Mm -hmm. you're in. Yeah, and I feel like um, athletes play through a lot, too, when they shouldn't have to. Because they feel like they can take time off. Like, there have been so many athletes who have played through, like, the death of a relative. Uh Uh-huh. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And, like, if that's, like, what they want to do, like, you know, like, go for them. But at the same time, I feel like they also feel pressure because they don't want to let the fans on. But it's, like, no, like, it's okay. Right. It's okay. Yeah. And that's a perfect example, Isaiah Thomas, because even after he played while mourning the death of his sister, they still traded him at the end of that season. That is ridiculous. Mm -hmm prioritize yourself please yeah. <laughs> like, put yourself first do what you need to do for yourself so that you can come as your best because they're gonna prioritize themselves too yeah at the end of the day uh-huh at the end of the day no matter what even if you're an athlete like obviously your team's gonna have the like your best interest but at the same time when it comes down to it like they're gonna choose themselves over you yeah so if that means stepping away from basketball, like LaMarcus chose to, then so be it. He had a fantastic career. He gave the league 15 years. He had nine seasons with the Portland Trailblazers, five seasons with the San Antonio Spurs, and his final one, obviously, with the Brooklyn Nets. He is a seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. He was an NBA All-Rookie first team, and he has 19,951 career points. That's just to name a few of his accolades and um who knows maybe he'll step into other business ventures in sports like tv but uh, probably not anytime soon though like his health is first priority his health and his family are first priority right now but i'm sure this won't be the last we'll hear from the marcus maybe not i don't know but 
I don't think so, but I don't know. I think it's, I've literally, don't know. I think it's hard, but I think at the end of the day, he's doing what's best for him and good for him. And I hope like more people will use this as an example in the future if needed. Uh-huh. In other basketball news, the 2021 WNBA draft aired last night, April 15th. And there was a lot of history made. There were challenges that were overcome, hair that was laid, faces that were beat. I mean, the list goes on. It was very entertaining. Congratulations to all the players. I'm going to name the first five picks. So we have Charlie Collier. She's a center from Texas drafted by the Dallas Wings. Then we have Awak Kuya, a center from Finland, also drafted by the Dallas Wings. She's the first player ever from Finland, drafted into the WNBA. Then we have Ari McDonald. She did correct the media recently. It's not Ari, it's Ari, um, a guard, and University of Arizona's finest. We saw her show up and show out during March Madness in the championship game against Stanford. She was drafted by Atlanta Dream. It was also reported that Ari is the first ever Arizona player to become a first-round pick in the WNBA draft, which is very exciting. Then we had Kaiser Gondrazic, a guard out of West Virginia, drafted by Indiana Fever. She is the highest WNBA draft pick in the school's history at number four. And at number five, we have Chelsea Dungy, a guard out of Arkansas, drafted by the Dallas Wings. Um, what was I going to say? I was on Twitter last night, and I've never seen more coverage for the WNBA draft than this year, which is exciting. Very, very, very exciting. Exciting. And the looks. The looks. They all looked so amazing. You know, I wish I, wish I would have screenshotted this. I should have done that so I could credit the girl who said it. But somebody said, how come there aren't more endorsements for these girls when it comes to, like, makeup, lashes, um, gel, like, for your edges? Because I, I think about that, too. Like, when I watch these girls play, I'd be like, her edges are laid. Like, what oh, edge I... control does she use? Or, like, what lashes does she wear? Yeah, it was the tweet. It was like, I would definitely use one they would use. Yeah. And you don't see that often. So I hope I saw it circulating a lot. I hope these brands are paying attention because if I saw like a WNBA player, or even a college player endorsing a specific edge control, like if I saw Tia Cooper saying, oh, I use this edge control, I would buy it. Yeah. Um. No, I saw the tweet and I was like, that's so true because I feel like, um, like, the men, for example, like, every time, like, the draft is all about their outfits, too. Like, that's yeah. just, you know, just just 2021, that's what it's all about. Like, that's just kind of like the world we're living in now. And they're always getting sponsorships after. But I totally agree. I remember seeing that tweet. I'm like, that is so true. Like, so many of the, like, women's basketball players, their hair is always perfect, even after perfect. a game. And then their outfits last night, like... They have style. I think hopefully it's going to start more like brand deals or endorsements. I hope because they deserve it and the companies would benefit from it. They really would. And I think we're on the brink of it because I remember even going to 
um, the women's basketball games at St. John's. We, like, me and my friends would be like, oh, my God, like, look at her hair. I mean, girls would come on the court with fresh blowouts. I mean, just laid, shiny hair, laid edges, like, fresh sew-ins, fresh lace fronts. I'm not even kidding. And sweating up and down the court, and the hair still looked good. A fresh set of lashes. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, um... I'm I'm trying to think like why they wouldn't be getting it. Um, it's just probably because exposure. But I think finally they should get it because it would. That's just like such a good idea, and it's not like people haven't thought about it before. They must have thought about it. I think with the rise in viewership, as more people are starting to pay attention, the more endorsements, right? Mm-hmm. So I I think it's on the way. It has to yeah. be on the way. Like, but um. Yeah, it was so exciting. And then I saw, like, Des Bryant tweeting about it, about Charlie, the first pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Durant, too. Yeah, Kevin Durant, because she came out of Texas. Yeah. So, Des didn't go there, but, you know, he's a Texas kid. Uh, But, yeah, it was just really amazing. And I really enjoyed, like, all the coverage on Twitter, too, because that's where I get most of my news, honestly. Not, like, my news, my sports news. Yeah. I get most of it from Twitter. And, you know, I just type in the search bar, like, WNBA draft, NBA draft, or like I'll type in like Dallas Cowboys just to see like what's happening. And I typed in the WNBA draft and there was so much. From and men like, and women. I want to point that yeah. out too. Like it wasn't yeah, just. Yeah, like men um, and women. Yeah, which I really appreciated. Also want to um, point out Baylor's Dee Dee Richards. She was one of the draft picks that stood out to me last night. She was the number 17 pick drafted by New York Liberty. And her story in particular is interesting because not even a full year ago, I believe it was um, late October, Dee Dee had a collision accident with one of her teammates during practice on the court that ended in a spinal cord injury and paralysis from the hips down. And one doctor even told her that she probably wouldn't play basketball again. And then you have her now in 2021, she went to the Elite Eight with her teammates in this year's March Madness, and now she's in the WNBA. So I'm going to read her statement. She said, I was laying in the hospital and someone said I couldn't walk again. And so now look at me. Don't let anyone predetermine what is going to happen in your life. Perfectly stated because looking at her condition a few months ago, a lot of people would have ruled her out and she beat the odds and made it to the WNBA for New York Liberty. Like that's a huge, huge deal. So congratulations to you, Dee Dee, to all the girls, but just wanted to point out um, Dee Dee's story because it's really inspiring. Yeah, that is, um, I didn't know about that until like you had told me and then I like researched it and then I was looked and I saw that it was like last year. Yeah. That's, like, amazing. Just think, like, especially for her, like, in her mind, like, a year ago where she was and now she's being drafted. That's so the WNBA. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is crazy. And, I don't know, life is just crazy. But that is so amazing, especially for her. Like, imagine being her in that situation. Like, it was probably ten times better than it would have been. Just, like, knowing that's really crazy. And... Yeah, wow. She works Sometimes so people hard. Do things, and... Yeah, like, 
sometimes people do things in life and I'm just like, I literally have done nothing. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, Didi has done so much with her life. She's so young. I'm just like, that's crazy because also we're all around the same age and I'm like, she has yeah. done so much with her life. But yeah, no, that's really amazing. And it's her, like, I loved her dress too. They all looked they all looked so good i'm like let me take notes yeah i'm excited for this season the wnba actually released their schedule and the season is set to tip off friday may 14th so set your calendars this is going to be a very exciting season very very exciting season it is going to be exciting and um uh dd mentioned the new york liberty yeah I'm a New York girl, but <laughs> I'm going to go. Well, are they doing fan attendance at games? I believe so. They're doing fan attendance at um, the NBA, NBA games. games right? Yeah, I know the Knicks brought it back. So if they are, I'm definitely going to go to a game. I wonder how much those tickets are. You know, Philly needs a team. Don't get you me started what? on that, though, because that oh that'll have me talking for. Yeah, because I was looking before. I was looking at, like, all the cities that have teams. And I was like, I can't believe Philly doesn't have one. Because I was like, it would have been fun if, like, New York and Philly played each other to go at you. But. But I do have a feeling that, like, expansion is on the horizon Mm -hmm. and Philly is on that list of teams. Yeah, because Philly's a major market. Quote me on this because I I, I feel it. I'll remember this episode number, but bring it back when it (laughs) happens. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode eight of Did You Catch That with Cassie? Wait, I forgot to say season two. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to season two, episode eight of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy? Make sure that you're subscribed to us here on Spotify and that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at DYCT Podcast. Again, that is DYCT Podcast, and you will hear from us next week.